happy Resurrection Day. Um, it's so important that we honor this day yes. and what Jesus did. It's really easy to just go on with our life and like, yeah, 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 Jesus died, that's great. But really taking time to ponder what he did actually renews a love in our heart for him. Yes. And so that's what we want to do this morning. Yeah. Um, we want to talk about, obviously, that Jesus rose, and that's so powerful. But to really honor the resurrection, we need to understand what he went through for us. Yeah. So um, there's so much we can share, but I just want to focus um, to start on Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 is uh, the chapter of the prophetic word that was spoken years and years and years before Jesus was even born about what was going to happen. And Isaiah 53 goes into detail about the crucifixion and also the other things that Jesus went through before he died. And so um, I want to talk about Isaiah 53 and starting with verse 4, I'm actually going to read 4 and 5. And I'm just, the whole chapter talks about what Jesus did for us. But I'm just going to zone in on these two chapters, in these two verses this morning. Um, the title of our message is, The Whole Shebang, Living in the Fullness of the Cross. That's Greek. If you didn't know, shebang and, <laughs> and Greek. We want the whole means. thing. And the reason why I say that is because... The, the crucifixion and the death of Jesus, there were so many details that went in it. You know, as we go through, we're going to talk about what happened, but I'm like, Lord, why, why couldn't they just, like, take a knife and just kill you? Like, instant ex ex execution. It was so drawn out, and he was tortured so much. Like, why was that necessary? And, I, and I'm super sensitive to that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Like, why did it have to be so intense? Like, just die. Just kill him. Take him out of his misery. But we learn in Isaiah 53, every single thing that was yeah. done to Jesus' body, to his reputation, was for, for you and I. And, and there's a reason for everything. And so I want to go over some of that. Uh, verse 4, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrow." Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. What this is saying is he bore our griefs and our sorrows, but we judged him and thought, oh, well, he's, you know, he's just getting what he deserved. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes he was healed. Or by his stripes we are healed. And so let's just talk about this. I just broke it down a little bit, um, some details of just those two scriptures. Like I said, all of Isaiah 53 is talking about what happened to Jesus um, in detail. But it says he bore our grief. He bore our grief. Grief is hopelessness around death. Um, I remember as a young girl, um, my grandma died kind of young. This is my mom's. Uh, my dad's mom, but um, she lost her daughter when she was her, I think my aunt was maybe 14. I think she was 14, and my grandma lost her daughter in a car accident, and um, she had such deep grief, but it was actually unusual grief. It was deep-seated grief in her heart that she could not get over, and I remember when we spent the night, the few times we spent the night at her house, she would have my aunt's clothes with the blood on it to show us pretty scary for a young kid but she kept reminding herself of evidence of that grief and that torment and as I was studying I was thinking about my grandma like 
Jesus died for that kind of grief, that grief that no way in the natural we can heal from. But she never allowed the resurrection power to come into her heart and heal. And there's things on earth that cause us great grief, and usually grief is around death. But like Ben was saying this morning, he conquered death for us. It has no sting. That doesn't mean we don't experience death on earth but it's an earthly limit to death. We're actually instantly in the presence of God. That means it has no sting. It actually has glory attached to it. When Paul says, it's better, it's, it's great if I go, because I am instantly in glory. And so I just want to remind you that Jesus carried our grief. And some of you might have deep-seated grief that you've been carrying your whole life, and I just want to encourage you today, today is the day to get set free from Amen. that grief. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, something uh, it, that I've learned through the years is there's something called the law of recognition, and the things that you don't recognize, you miss out on. Mm. You know, the Bible says that people also perish for lack of knowledge. And, and yes, we live in an in information age where knowledge is so, so accessible, so quickly, uh, you know, you could Google anything and, and find all these things, but there's things in the Bible that people ignore that they don't know of. Yeah. And the things that you don't know of about the cross, the things that you don't know about the promises of God, just that lack of knowledge will steal from you, right. from your ability to tap into and believe and even put faith in promises if you don't even know that those things are included. And so right. like like her grandma didn't know, like, right. you know, if anybody, if somebody would have told her, hey, listen, this is not something you have to deal with yes. your whole life. Jesus also bore this on the cross. Right. You know, that knowledge now allows you, knowledge isn't everything, but it's the beginning of it because now it allows you to, to believe and to receive it. Right. And you know, so many times we think about Jesus died for our sins and we just say sin, sin, sins. And yes, but it's so much more than that. Yeah. It's our grief. And it goes on to say, and our sorrow. And that's a different Hebrew word. That's deep distress or disappointment or loss or misfortune. And, you know, a lot of us have been disappointed. Have you ever been disappointed? Sometimes I get disappointed in myself. I mean, there's disappointments. And it's like Jesus died on the cross for that kind of sorrow. Those disappointments, those deep distress, any loss, any misfortune. He died so it can be redeemed Amen. in our life. God isn't in time, but he literally went into our future and had everything covered. He knew any yep. disappointment you could feel, any loss that you could possibly have. And he, because he's not in time, the resurrection power went into our future, went into the future and our future to redeem all things. Amen. That any time the enemy tried to bring up that grief, that sorrow, that disappointment, that loss, he had an answer for it. That's how good Jesus is. And then it says he was wounded, which means marred or impaired for our transgressions. Now, I want to I point out something. It talks about transgressions, iniquities, and sin. There's three different types of sin in detail, yeah. what happened to Jesus to take care of it. It was um, wounded for our transgressions. Transgression means any act against the law or rules, any act against God's word. And then it says he was bruised for our iniquity. Iniquity means immoral behavior, grossly unfair behavior. Behavior. He was bruised. His entire body was black and blue specifically for iniquity. He was wounded specifically for transgressions. Transgression, sin, and sin just means to miss the mark. 
Why am I saying this? Why am I pointing this out? Because Jesus is saying if there's any, any possible sin, any possible mistake, anything, I'm going to have it all covered. Like the enemy is going to have no excuse to hold anything against you. If it's iniquity, if it's sin, he goes, I don't care the word. You want to get literal? Let's just get literal. Iniquity, sin, um, transgression, however you want to call it, it's covered by the blood of Jesus. You just missed the mark. You didn't even mean to. It's covered. You intentionally were rebellious. It's covered. It was God's word and you didn't even know. It's covered. It's covered. It's covered. I'm just going to cover all of the bases to make sure that you are so set free from the curse of sin and death. Anything. Because a lot of times people will uh, will say, well, where is that in the Bible? You know, the Bible said not to smoke marijuana. You know, oh, well, this is the Bible. You know, any, anything, you know, that was invented in 2020. It, it, like... He's going to cover every, everything. So sin, transgression, and iniquities, right? It covers the moral and immoral side. It covers the, the law, you know, so wherever you're at, you know, transgressions, you know, even the Jewish law, that's what it was referring to mostly. And then sin, yeah. wherever you're missing the mark, yeah. you know, which, which could be, and that's where sin becomes different sometimes to one person or the other, Right. Because if the Lord told you, like, hey, you shouldn't watch R-rated movies, right? And that's, and then you do. Well, that's sin for you. You missed the mark of what the Lord told you yeah. to do or not to do. Are you with me? Yeah. But then we try to also put those on other people. And then that, that's religious, right? Saying, hey, you know, you shouldn't watch that. You shouldn't, that's sin, you know? And now we're condemning people. It's like, hold on, you know, the Lord is dealing with everybody in a different place, yeah. but but it does cover all of it. It covers transgression, iniquities, right, immoral things, yeah. things that have to do with laws and, and crossing that, and then sin, you know, and there's black and white stuff in the Bible, right, sin, but then there's also things that are like, you know, new or invented, and it's like, that's where you come into a relationship with God, and, he, and you let him guide you about your life and the things that he wants to deal with in your life, specifically in those moments. Yeah. Yeah, so anything the enemy would try to disqualify us for, Jesus covered it to the smallest detail. And then um, it goes on to say that he was chastised um, for our peace. And chastised means to be punished with beating a fist in the face. And um, Ben got out the chronological Bible yesterday because, you know, the Gospels all have an account of what happened to Jesus. But each uh, writer, each author just gave their view or their account. So together is the fullness of it. So we pulled out the chronological Bible and he read it all to me. And, you know, um, when Jesus was taken from the Garden of Gethsemane, the, the religious people came and got him, the chief priests of the temple came to get Jesus. But he, they used Roman guards to arrest him. So the Roman guards had Jesus, and the chief priest went into his house to figure out what to do. Now, Jesus was supposed to be crucified. Well, the Roman guards, I think, got bored or something or thought it was a sport, and they started just beating up Jesus. This wasn't even a part of the initial punishment, but this is what happened so we could have peace. And so they were trying to see who could hit him the hardest. And it was a, a sport and a game to him. So before the priest even came out and wanted to say that he should be crucified, he was already beaten up. And it says it was about an hour of time. 
It's unreal. And the reason why in Isaiah 53, hundreds and hundreds of years before, it talks about that he would be chastised. And it says for our peace. Now, if you look up that word peace, it's shalom. The reason why he was beaten up before he was even crucified, before he was even whipped, was for our peace. And that peace is more than just feeling good. The Hebrew word for peace means to be safe, well, happy, friendly, our welfare, health, prosperity, um, highly favored friend. I mean, there's just so much in that word. And he was chastised. He was beaten with fist for peace. And then it goes on to say he was scourged, which means whipped, for our healing. And that word healing right there means physical healing. Now, he was beaten up with fist for emotional and mental healing. But there was a different type of punishment so we could have physical healing. This is why it is so important we understand that Jesus wants us well. He hates sickness. He hates sickness so much that he was whipped, and the whip was leather, leather, um, what is it, strips, leather strips with glass or metal or whatever. And I'm not going to even go into detail because I, I can hardly handle reading it. But that whipping was specifically, just that act was for our physical healing. Does Jesus want us well? He wants yes. us well. Yes. Healing honors the cross. Yes. He doesn't like us to see us sick. He doesn't like to see us unhappy. He doesn't like us to be sad. That's why he went into detail on the cross to cover everything so that we can have abundant life. Amen. He loves us so, so much. Yes. Um, I remember when um, I was, I think, 20 or 21, I was with my college group, and um, we were playing softball. And my brother was practicing batting, but he didn't see me. And he turned around, and the bat came so hard against my face right here. And um, my, you know, the, my friends were there, and their face dropped when they saw me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how bad was it? In one moment, my whole face was distorted. In one moment, from one hit with a bat. Like, I, they could not recognize me, and it scared them. So then they scared me because I didn't have a mirror. I didn't know how bad it was, not until I got home and went to the hospital. I was like, oh, my gosh. One hit, unrecognizable. And Jesus was so beaten and so bruised, even before the cross. It says that nobody could even recognize it was him for us. All of the details that was taking place, that... that um, for our healing, that Hebrew word means physical healing, and it means he is the great physician, and he will heal Amen. anything we need. Amen. You know, when we go to the doctor, we, we have an expectation on doctors to fix us. Yeah. We do. We kind of make them superhuman. Like, yeah. you have knowledge. You have wisdom. You know what to do. Fix me. But Jesus is saying, I am the great physician. That same expectation you put on doctors, he's saying, have greater expectation on me. There's nothing Amen. I can't heal in your body. Amen. And he wants to. Amen. There's no type of sin, grief, sorrow, disappointment, sickness, emotional, mental, or physical that was not taken care of the cross. And I want to talk about that because it is so important that we understand that nothing disqualifies us because yep. of the blood. Yep. We're utterly disqualified when we were born. <laughs> we're born into sin. But because of the blood, 
He has so qualified you for all of the treasures hidden in the resurrection power, all of the treasures in salvation. In Ephesians 1, 7, and 8, it says, He is so rich in kindness and the grace that was purchased our freedom by the blood of Jesus and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us all along with wisdom and understanding. In the Amplified, the same scripture, it's, again, it's Ephesians 1, 7, and 8. It says, in him we have redemption. That's deliverance and salvation through his blood. The remission, the forgiveness of our offenses, shortcomings, and trespasses in accordance to the riches and the generosity of his gracious favor. Um, I was uh, listening to Mark Hankins um, on Friday, and he gave this story. I want to share the story real quick because yeah. it's so powerful. <laughs> Making sure it's okay. Um, yeah. Talking about the remission so of good. sins. Mark Hankins' grandson, um, Dylan, got diagnosed with leukemia, like, I don't know, it, when he was preaching, it was like four years ago, so, um, and it was really bad, the doctors actually found it way late, and he had a huge tumor on his chest that caused him to go into a coma, and the doctor's like, he's probably not going to even wake up, so, you know, God is good, and they're fighting the good fight of faith, and just believing for healing, well, two and a half years out of this, it's, it's looking good, and he's in remission, and then the doctors draw blood, and the doctor said, okay, um, I want to do bone marrow transplant. And they're like, why? I thought we were in remission. And the doctor said, well, there's two types of remission. There's a cellular remission, which means the cancer is not activated. But there's a molecular remission, which means it completely removes any trace of cancer like you've never had it. And, and I, want to, um, I want to tell you more of that story, but real quick, in the Old Testament, when they were doing um, sacrifices, it was, it was kind of like the, the cellular remission, mean, meaning maybe sin wasn't active because it was covered, but it was still there. Mm -hmm. We still had sin dormant in us because we had a sinful nature. But Jesus went to the cross for a mo um, molecular remission, mm -hmm. meaning it completely removes any evidence that we were ever sinners or sick or anything that the enemy can't look through us and say, see, see, see. And so um, this uh, Dylan, three of his brothers were all could be donors for him. So um, Gavin, one of his brothers, Gavin, was going to be the stem cell donor. And Gavin wasn't that happy about it because he was young and he's thinking, you know, I have to give blood and needles and go to hospitals. I don't want to be the donor. But they had to tell him, you're going to save your brother's life. So they took so much blood out of Gavin, and the doctor said there's so much blood, it will last a lifetime for Dylan. There's so much good blood. And then she, he, she told Dylan, Dylan, they, they hung up the blood on a pole as it's going in to Dylan. And they, she said, Dylan, Say goodbye to yourself. Say goodbye. Because the stem cells, as it comes into your body, it's going to literally change your DNA. You will be a different person. You're going to be so much like your brother. So much of his DNA, he said, if your body doesn't reject it. So we got to pray that you do not reject the blood. But if the blood goes in, he says, if your brother commits a, a crime in the future and they pull your blood and his blood, you are just as guilty because of the DNA. And... Um, so he came out of that, and his body did not reject it. And I guess Dylan now 
has like the same art talent in different things as his brother, has the same likes and things as his brother because he got the new DNA. The same as us with the blood of Jesus. We have his DNA, and it totally changes who we are when we're saved. We start liking what Jesus likes. We start becoming like him. We get his gifts and his talents because his blood is running through our veins. And we say goodbye to the old self yep. and anew Amen. in Christ. Amen. And this is because of the precious blood of Jesus. It's so powerful. There's no trace of the old man. There's no trace of your past. There's no trace of future sin. How is that possible? Jesus Christ, raising from the dead, rising from the dead, is the greatest display of power we have ever seen. And it's not just because a man was risen, right? Because Lazarus was risen, a lot of people was risen. It's because when Jesus was raised from the dead, all of us were raised at the same time. Do you understand? It was the greatest display of power because Jesus went into the, the past, the present, and the future and redeemed the whole world and raised us up. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. God is so good. The blood is so powerful. And we get to call it our own. It runs through our veins. We're in this earthly body, but we are seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. Yes. You know, it would have been an honor to be a slave in the house of the king. Yes. Just to be a slave. Yes. But he said, hey, you're going somewhere with me. And he seated us in heavenly places. And you said, you're co-heirs with me. Everything that I have is yours. Yeah. How good is God? Mm. How good is God? It's so powerful. Um, I want to read one more thing. Do you want to yes. say anything? No, <laughs> Sorry, I got a little emotional because this yeah. is why I got emotional. Because we still don't understand. We don't. People still don't. That's what hurts my heart. It's like, yeah. God, I don't quite understand it. Could you give me more insight, more revelation knowledge of what took place? Yeah. And in, in Ephesians, yeah. Yeah. Paul knew this. This is what Paul prayed. Thank you. This is what Paul prayed over the church, that you would just understand. Yeah. Just understand the power that runs through us, that is available to us. It says in Ephesians 1, 18, it says, I pray that your hearts are flooded with the light so you can understand the wonderful future he has promised to those who believe. Yeah. Your future is so wonderful, you have no idea. You have no idea how good the plans of the Lord, the plans of God are for you. And he said, I want you to realize the rich and glorious inheritance he's given us. And then verse 19, it says, I pray that you'll begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe him. The incredible greatness of power that is available to us if we would just believe. And he said, it has to be revealed by the Holy Spirit. We just don't get it. But the Holy Spirit will reveal it to us, this incredible greatness, this power that's available to us. And then it goes on in uh, chapter 2, verse 4. It says, but God is so rich in his mercy that he loved us so much that even while we were dead, 
Because of our sins, he gave us life and raised us from the dead with Christ. It's only God's special favor that you've been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ. See, when Christ was raised, we were raised with him. Do you see that? And we were seated with him in heavenly realms because we are one with Jesus Christ. I mean, that, that's amazing. And so God can always point to us as examples as the incredible wealth of his favor and kindness towards us. He just points to us and says, see, I'm good. Do you see Kara's life? You see what I've done? Do you see how powerful I am? If your life has changed at all because of the Lord, that just is a display yeah. of how powerful yeah. and good he is. Yeah. Mm. He's so good. It's so important we understand what Jesus did because we put value to it. Yeah. Um, when Ben and I were engaged, we're, he was just off the mission field and had no money yet. <laughs> but he did some, um, he, he preached somewhere in Cancun and got a large offering and he bought me this really expensive watch, very expensive watch. I'm not really a watch person, and I really don't know about designers or names or anything. Like, none of that's important to me. So he was so excited to give me this watch, and honestly, it looked a little plain and boring to me. Sorry. Sorry. So I just didn't quite value it that much. I had no idea how much he spent on it. I didn't know the name, really, of it. And one day he told me about this watch and how much it was and what a sacrifice. Like he had no money at that point and he spent way too much on this watch. And I'm just practical. So I'm thinking we could have used that money for so much else. But it was such a gift, a sacrificial gift of love to me that I did not understand. And that is a small glimpse of how we hardly understand the sacrifice that Jesus gave. And when you don't understand, you don't honor a value. But when we understand what Jesus went through, we say, okay, we want all of it. I want all of it. I want to be um, living in the fullness of the resurrection power. I want the benefits of all salvation yeah. in my life. Yeah. And, I, and I want that because that gives Jesus his reward. That's how we honor Jesus. Not thinking, well, I'm unworthy. I'm so unworthy. That doesn't honor him. He called you worthy. Who are you to say you're not worthy? That's right. You're worthy. You're more right. than worthy. He yeah. loves you so much. Yeah. He loves us so much. Yeah. 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 So, God, we pray today. Lord, would you show us... Would you give us a new revelation yeah. of the cross? Yeah. Yeah. Of the death, the burial, and the resurrection. We don't want to miss any of it. We don't want to miss any of it, God. Such great price. Lord, today we say, forgive us. Yeah. Forgive us for not knowing. Forgive us for not inquiring. Forgive us for not wanting to know more about what you did for us. Forgive us, God. We don't want to be ignorant. You know, like Kara was saying, like, why, why wasn't Jesus just killed with one blow? Yeah. Why did he have to suffer through all yeah. these little things? Huge things. Why so many? Why so much suffering? It's because each one of those things had a meaning. Each one of those things was paying a price so that we could really live an abundant life. 
He paid the price. He paid the price. So just right there in your place where you are, just, just pray, tell him, God, show me. Forgive me for not knowing. Forgive me for taking it so lightly. Forgive me for thinking of it of, as a, a weekend where I get to wear a new dress or a new shirt and, and go ha- have time with me. Forgive me for being so ignorant about what it meant and what it cost. Give me a new revelation. Give me a new picture. That we would never lose the wonder of our salvation of what you did for us. You paid the price we could not pay. So that we could live a life we don't deserve. song rattle it said I'm coming out of the grave and um, I just want to ask you this morning before the Lord just speak with the Lord and say where have I stayed dead where have I allowed maybe sorrow maybe grief maybe disappointment maybe physical sickness maybe mental maybe emotional um, maybe shame because of your past Whatever it is that is holding you back, I just want to say today is your day to come out. Now that you understand it's fully paid for, it it doesn't honor the Lord. It doesn't honor the Lord when you're trying to disqualify yourself when he has overly qualified us. The blood is so powerful. There's like an ATM of the treasures of salvation, and he has given you a debit card, and the PIN number is the blood of Jesus. It's not by you. It's not by your works. It's by the blood of Jesus, which speaks a better word over you. And and I just want to say this morning, come out of that grave, whatever it is. There is nothing God can't heal. There's no sorrow, no grief, no disappointment that God can't redeem. Did you know God even redeems time? Maybe you're looking at your life and you're like, oh, I'm so disappointed with my life. I feel like I'm going nowhere fast. There is nothing God can't redeem. Even loss of time, he can redeem. Jesus did his whole destiny in three years. God is so good at redeeming. We just say, come out of the grave. Tell the Lord, because it's by faith. I'm going to believe you by faith. And I'm taking that debit card and I'm putting it in. And I'm withdrawing from salvation. I'm withdrawing what Jesus conquered for me. He loves it. He loves for us to be so wealthy with the treasures of salvation. He loves it because we are a display of his kindness and his glory to the world. So God, I just pray, where where have I kept myself in the grave? Would you show us this morning? We say we are going to be set free. We believe you. You'll heal that pain. You'll heal that disappointment. You'll redeem that situation. I'm going to stop disqualifying myself. I'm just going to believe like childlike faith. Thanks, Lord. And so this morning we want to we want to co-labor with Jesus to bring him his full reward. What I mean by that is when you pay for something, 
want it to come to your door, right? Or you go to the store and you pick it up. When you pay for something, you want to get the something. And Jesus paid for all these things that Pastor Kara just read this morning. For our peace, for our sorrows, for sickness, for pain. He paid for those things. So now we are responsible through this knowledge and through this faith and through this understanding, as Ephesians tells us, that, that we would understand these things. Now we're responsible to help bring Jesus' full reward because every time somebody gets saved, that's bringing Jesus part of his reward. Every time somebody gets set free, that's bringing Jesus part of his reward. Every time somebody gets healed, set free, every time somebody experiences restoration or victory in their life, that is Jesus' reward. It is not our reward. We didn't pay for that. He just made a way for us to believe and to step into it. So when we experience these things that he paid for on the cross over 2,000 years ago, we are bringing Jesus his full reward, his full reward. And I'm telling you, I will forever, I will forever co-labor with him to bring him his full reward because the price he paid is too high to be taken for granted, to be left off in a defeated life. And he did not pay for us to live a defeated life. And so this morning, I'm gonna call out some things. And if you're struggling with these things, we're gonna bring Jesus full reward. And you're gonna stand to your feet. And when you stand to your feet, in that moment, you're receiving that. You're receiving healing to your body. You're receiving peace, you're receiving joy, you're being restored. And we're going to do that in just a few minutes. I'm going to ask the ushers to pass communion, please. And Joel, can you put that song? Past communion. Just take a moment and to meditate on, on what we're talking about right now. What part of your life needs to bring Jesus his reward? And I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small, child of weakness, watch and pray, find in me. Thine all in all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. Say again, Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all, all to Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. Lord, now indeed I find thy power and thine alone can change the leper's spots and melt the heart of stone. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin 
had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. Jesus, yes, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. thank you for your body that was crushed for us, that was bruised for us, that was flogged for us, that was nailed to the cross for us. We thank you. We thank you that you paid for our sorrows, that you paid for our peace, for us to have peace, that you paid for our iniquities and our sin and our transgressions. And we say we understand better today and we're more thankful and more grateful today. We thank you that you died for us so we could live for you. And we thank you that when you rose from the dead, we were risen with you into new life. We thank you for new life. So this morning we eat this bread that represents your body and we say thank you, Jesus. Let's eat. precious, precious blood. And as we drink this cup today that represents your blood, we thank you that we have your DNA. We thank you that when we're born again, you made us new creations. You renew our spirit. We thank you. We are thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your blood, for your precious blood that was poured out for us. That you've given us a new nature. All old things are passed away. Everything has been made new. We thank you for the blood. Let's drink. Jesus paid it all, and all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. Yes, Jesus paid it all, and all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. what we're going to do now. We're going to bring Jesus his full reward. We're going to bring Jesus his full reward. So when we call out these things, if you're struggling with this stuff, just stand up. Stand up to your feet. And we're praying. And we're praying right now. And you're going to receive healing in your body. You're going to receive miracles. I'm telling you, miracles are happening in this place today. Miracles were happening just uh, two days ago. On Good Friday, we were at uh, Evident Life outside on the lawn praying for people. Pain was leaving their bodies. This lady came in to me after said, I was just at the doctor today and said, I had this big ball right here, just 
big growth, you know, and they were going to have to do something about it. She said, it's gone. It's completely gone. Can't feel it anymore. It's gone. And I'm telling you, Jesus is moving and he's doing things. There's so many other testimonies we didn't, we didn't hear about. And I'm telling you, whatever it is that you need today, if it isn't in heaven, it's not allowed to be in your body. If it's pain or if it's sorrow, it's not allowed to be in your body. So Jesus, we thank you. You paid it all. You paid it all. You paid it all. You paid it all. So if you're dealing with pain in your body right now, just stand to your feet. Just stand to your feet. If you have pain in your body, stand to your feet. All right. Thank you, God. Right now, so stretch your hands towards them. If you're close by, hand on your shoulder. We thank you, God, that you took our pain. Jesus, you nailed it to the cross. You took our pain. You paid for it all. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, pain, go. Go, go in Jesus' name. If the prayer team is around, you can move around the place and lay hands on people. Pain, go right now in Jesus' name. And you're going to stay standing there. You're going to stay standing there for, for a while. And we want to, when, if, if, you're, if the pain leaves your body right now, we want you to wave your hand at us, okay? We want to know. We want to know. God is moving right now in this place. Pain is leaving bodies right now. Pain is leaving joints. Pain is leaving knees. Pain, arthritis is leaving. You know, arthritis has been torturing people for way too long. So we say arthritis, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You have no right, no right to be in people's bodies. And right now, by the blood of Jesus, arthritis be gone in Jesus' name. Rheumatoid arthritis be gone in Jesus' name. No more pain back pain injuries in the name of Jesus come on ministry team staff leaders go on go on we are standing we are bringing Jesus's full reward today we're bringing Jesus forward today if you're dealing with depression if you're dealing with sorrow if you're dealing with grief if you're dealing with any type of um, uh, mental or uh, emotional um, suffering stand to your feet right now stand to your feet right now come on come on ministry team Come on, if there's any youth in the room uh, that, 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 are, that are prayed, come on, just be released. Go start praying right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak to thoughts of torture, to uh, the things that have been stealing your sleep at night. In the name of Jesus right now, and we command them to leave right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, that you paid for our peace. You paid for our peace. So right now we release the peace of God, shalom of God in Jesus' name to your body. Right now, if, if you see somebody standing, go ahead and just stand next to them. Pray over them in Jesus' name. Right now, we say suicidal thoughts be gone, depression be gone, and we release the peace of God and the joy of the Lord right now to strengthen you. The joy of the Lord is your strength in the name of Jesus. So you're standing there. You're receiving this joy. You're receiving hope right now. We release hope into your body, hope into your heart, hope into your mind in Jesus' name. And we say rest for your soul, rest for your thoughts in the name of Jesus. He took it all. He paid it all. You receive it right now, right now. Chains are falling off of people. You know, there's people right now, I feel like, there's some of you that you, uh, you, you have the accusing, condemning voice of the devil that is telling you, you really, you really are messed up and you really are not worthy of it. And you have this condemnation on you. And if, that's, if you're dealing with condemnation, stand up right now because the blood of Jesus paid for that to be gone. So condemnation be gone in Jesus' name. This is in Romans 8, 1, that those who are in Christ, there is no longer condemnation. 
you are being and you will be used by God and his forgiveness right now washes you cleanse. You know, I feel like there's some people right here that just feel dirty. You feel dirty and God is saying right now, I wash you cleanse in my blood. You are righteous and you are holy in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, stay standing. If anybody is, is, has had uh, healing in their body, would you wave your hand at us right now if you're feeling anything? Come on, come on, praise Jesus. There's quite a few people over here. There's quite a few people. Amen. Thank you, God. Instant things happening right now. Okay, right now, if you are, uh, and remain standing, if you already had breakthrough, you need to be part of the ones that are praying for people, okay? We're not done. We're bringing Jesus his full reward right now. So if there's anybody here that has chronic issues, chronic illness, bad medical reports, if you are dealing with cancer, tumors, cysts, if you're dealing with um, any, any, any kind of other sickness like uh, diabetes, heart condition, um, hey, here's one. If you were told that you had COVID and you will forever have the effects of that in your lungs, stand to your feet. All, all, everybody that, that had any kind of stuff like that, stand to your feet. Heart condition, diabetes, uh, asthma, in Jesus' name, stand up. And you know what? If you're dealing with allergies, if you have allergies, and you're like, yeah, I have allergies every year and it's just a bummer. Let me tell you something. Jesus paid for the stinking allergies. So stand to your feet right now if that is you right now. And you, if you can connect your faith to that, if you can connect and you say, okay, Jesus paid for that too right now. Here, we're going for all of it because every time there's a breakthrough, every time there's healing, every time there's victory, Jesus gets his full reward. So we're going to receive the full reward for Jesus. So stand up where you're at. Lay hands on somebody. If you're not, if you're not standing for prayer, you need to be standing to pray for somebody right now. So Father God, we thank you that in Jesus was put everything. Everything was put on him so that we wouldn't have it. So if Jesus paid for it, we shouldn't have it. And we stand on this authority today in Jesus' name and we receive it right now and we say no more. Come on, say no more in Jesus' name. No more, no more allergies, no more heart conditions, no more diabetes, no more rheumatoid arthritis, no more cancer, no more tumors. In the name of Jesus, we say no more. And if you're watching online and you're receiving any of this, we say no more of that in Jesus' name. I will forever live to watch the reward of Jesus come in my life, in my body, and those around me in Jesus' name. So we receive the full reward for Jesus today. And we thank you, Father, for healing right now. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for hope, 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 hope. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, lift your voice with me and say, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. And sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as come on sing it loud Jesus paid it all Jesus paid it all and all to him I owe there's people still receiving it right now sin had left a crimson stain but he washed it white as let's sing this oh praise the one who paid my debt and raise his life up from the dead. Oh, he's the one who paid my debt and raised his life. Come on, let it have a new meaning in your heart this morning. Oh, praise the one who paid my debt and raised his life up. 
haven't done it in this service yet come up here we'd love to pray with you if you're still experiencing pain or or something in your body that is still not right come up here we're going to pray with you and we're going to help bring jesus forward we're standing with you we love you your family go and tell somebody about what jesus did for you amen god is so good we love you god bless you have a great resurrection